Okay, shalom everybody. We are finally going back to Rav Nossin's prayer on the Kutay Moran. And we've said this in the past, and we're going to go over it again, that these prayers are the goal of the Likute Moran. The goal of learning Likute Moran is afterwards taking these ideas that Rabbi Nachman mentions and then re-expressing them in prayer formats to Hashem. That's what's going to get these things moving in your life. You want simcha in the mitzvot? You got a daven about it. You want that your mitzvah should gain momentum and get the world to wake up to Hashem? You got a daven about it. You want that your mitzvah should awaken. What we're talking about now is the birkat ha-sachem, the blessing of the intellect. You got to daven about it. If you think just learning about it intellectually, and that's going to get things moving, that's wrong. Because in Judaism, it's two things. It's the brain and the heart that are both involved. You should know, you should bring the knowledge of Hashem into your head. And then, then you have to bring it, return that awareness into your heart. Meaning that the goal is to connect the heart and the brain. Hashem just doesn't want the brain. He wants the heart to be involved. Because the seed of emunah is in the heart. And the seed of the intellect is in the brain. And they work together. They always work together. It's what's called chokhmah and bina. Chokhmah is up here. Bina, even though it's the left side of the brain, but it's also bina liba. The patachadio says bina is in the heart. And this, when the heart is involved, this is what's going to get a person more than anything else in life to where he has to get to in life. Menachman himself, he said about himself, what pushed him forward more than anything else were the prayers, the prayers and the do. That's what made him a, a, a ish kasher. He said to Menachman, if he would have known when he was young, like he knew at the end of his life, the power of talking to Hashem, the power of prayer and how far that can get a person in life, he would have never done all of the sigufi. He was against self-mortification. It was against rolling, ro ro rolling in snow, dipping in the freezing mikvah for a few hours. He did all that, but he was against it afterwards. And fasting, he was against all that because he said you can get farther when just talking to Hashem. He reached such a high level to realize that the simple direction to serve Hashem is the greatest one. You have to kill yourself. You kill yourself in this area, yes. You want to kill yourself in prayer. Move your lips, move your mouth. That's what gets you moving more than anything else. So because of that, these prayers that Rav Nossin wrote, and Rabbi Nachman couldn't tell him, Rav Nossin says, that Rabbi Nachman couldn't tell him directly to do these prayers. He had to hint. Why did he hint? He said, Rav Nossin said, gives a few reasons why Rabbi Nachman sometimes he would hint to a person and not tell him explicitly. One of the reasons was because there's such a kichu game, there's such pro prosecution in heaven against what Rabbi Nachman was revealing that certain high items, he had to just mention it by passing in a hint format so the person on their own can understand. Because if it would come out of his lips to do it, then they had someone attack full force and all that happened. So here also, Nosem writes that Rabbi Nachman showed Rabbi Nosem an example from another book. It was a book that came out before Rabbi Nachman's time. It's called Yadak Tana, where the author of this book, at the end of the book, he starts bringing in in format of prayer, the ideas that he mentioned in the lesson. Like he says, Anna Hashem, Anna Hashem. The ideas that he brought in his book, it's in prayer format. <laughs> okay there? 
So, so Rabbi Nachman showed him, listen, look, look what this author is doing. And he was showing it to them as if to say, he's impressed that he would love someone to do this with his teachings. Which is eventually what Rabbi did. Rabbi picked up the hint, and Rabbi Nachman said that when Torah lessons are turned into prayers, that this type of prayer goes super duper high. It's one thing to say Shachrit, Mincha, Arvi. It's one thing to say Tehillim. But it's another thing when Tzadikim reveal teachings now, in this, these, these late, late generations before Mashiach comes, and then you daven on that, that type of davening goes a long way. That's what Nosen did. And in these prayers, Nosen explains the Likut Imran. So when you see the ideas from the prayer, it's, a, it's, it's, it's alive. It's not like an intellectual study here. It's alive. It's the heart involved. And you realize, I need these things. What are you speaking about? Because this is what Rabbi Nachman spoke about in the lesson. Fine. So with that in mind, we are continuing where we left off. Nosen's prayers. Prayer 24. We're in now, it's a new section, basically. It's a section uh, in every standard edition. It's It, it begins, Utkayem Mikra Shekatuv. In the Kutei Tila, there's a few editions. They have editions with long paragraphs in Hebrew, and then you have editions cut up. In this edition I'm using, Rav Atiyah's edition, it starts off, Utkayem Mikra Shekatuv, Potech Et Yadecha. You see that? It's, what, what, what number paragraph is that there? In the In the... 50th gate BRI edition. I don't have the official edition, but it, it's which paragraph? It, it starts it starts like in English. Fulfill the verse, open your hand, and satisfy the desire of every living thing. To tell you what page it's on, I don't have access to, to tell you. I have, I have a printed a photocopy edition that we're using. I wish I could scan it and send it to people. What can you do? So it starts it's after Rav Nosin says that my mitzvah should wake up all the universe, every level, earth, wind, fire, and water, and the people, and the elders, and the young, and the men, the women, and the children, the boys, the girls, the celestial spheres, the angels, the seraphim. After that, the next paragraph, right after that. Okay? So now Rav Nosin is going to go over what we spoke about these past like five, six weeks. He's going to re-express it in prayer format. So we're going to read and explain it, okay? Rav says like this, and please Hashem, fulfill in us, in me, the verse that's written as follows. This is a verse from Tehillim Psalms. We say it every day, three times a day in Ashrei, twice in the morning in Shacharit, and once in Mincha. Okay? The verse, which according to Halacha, you have to concentrate on the meaning of this verse. If you don't, you have to say Asherim, you have to say, if you skip this verse, you have to say, you have, in words, if you don't cost you, you have to go back to say the verse again, okay? <laughs> Most people, they're sleeping and davening, they wake up to realize they didn't say properly when they're after Shemona already. So what they do? <laughs> they have to say it again. Ay, 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 Shem Yazar. Yeah, and they keep on forgetting. Oh my God. We should never know. So it's like this. With Kayen Mikrashikatuv, this is a very important verse. Even the Ben Ishchai says, in many books, you should open your hands when saying it. Not to lift your hands up, they say, but just to lift in your hand, open your hands. Hashem, you open up your hands. It's amazing. We're opening our hands and we're saying to Hashem, 
Open your hands, and we're doing the act of opening our hands. Hashem, you open your hands. And Rabbi Nachman, he explained earlier that when you have the feet activated, which is activated when you do mitzvot, in particular, when you do mitzvot with joy, the mitzvah now runs. It has a movement, momentum, like the molecules, the example we gave. And now there's an arousal. When that arousal takes place, you now have the merit of elevating the mitzvah to the level of the hands. So the hands are opened. So now the hands are activated and they're opening. It's a chance. It's a time for blessing, for bounty to come down. What bounty? Let's see. So Rav Nosen says, please Hashem, fulfill in me this verse, which reads, Hashem, you open your hands, you bring satiation, satisfaction, to all living, and we'll go back into that, what it means, Ratzon. How does Rabbi Nachman explain it? According to the person's desire, that's how Hashem satisfies him. You want money? Okay, we'll send you money. You want this? Whatever you want. You want Torah? Ah, you want Torah? You want education of Torah? You want to come close to Hashem? We'll give you that also. It depends on you. You shape the vessel for how the bracha comes down. The bracha is coming down. Okay, you got it now. Bravo. You reach the level of potech et yadecha. What are you taking now down? So if you remember, we said, where do you have satisfaction? Only to those people who are called lechol chai. Who's called all living? Lechol chai means, on the, the literal translation means, or the, the understood translation is lechol chai Hashem. You bring satisfaction, satisfaction to all living. But the Zohar says lechol chai is referring to somebody who's called always alive. Who's someone who's called always alive? The tzaddikim. Because the tzaddikim, even after they pass on, they continue to be alive. It's a Gemara. Tzaddikim Tzaddikim, when they pass on, pass on, they're still considered alive. That's why we go to graves of tzaddikim, to daven by them. Not for to them, God forbid. We daven by the grave to Hashem in their merits, in their koach. We ask the tzaddikim to intercede, to daven on our behalf. Yes, that we're allowed to do. That's not idolatry, That's not idol worship. We're asking tzaddikim to help us, to daven for us. No problem. We're not dubbing to the tzaddik, God forbid. We don't do that. Right? So the tzaddikim are always called alive. They experience sviut, satisfaction. Because the only satisfaction in this world is if you're looking for Hashem. If you're looking for Hashem, you always have satisfaction in life. Okay? That's the song of the Chochayim. And that is according to the ratzon. The ratzon of the tzaddikim is what determines that they get the sviut of that satisfaction being close to Hashem. So he's saying also, Hashem opens his hands and he brings satisfaction to each living person, but according to the Ratzon, according to they want what they want. You want this, you get that. You want something else, you shape in a different vessel, okay? So Rav is saying, please fulfill to me this verse. And please, Tashpia, um, Bring a, a bounty and abundance in your in your compassion, Hashem, in your abundant compassion. Okay. Please, Hashem, draw down an abundance, a bounty of goodness and blessing in all the worlds. Okay. So this verse is like the opening. That's why, by the way, it's so important in the morning to have concentration on this verse. Because this verse is the opener for the hands. This potach is what's opening the hands for the bracha to come down. That's why it's halacha. 
Malacha obligates you to concentrate on the meaning of the words because the whole chapter of Ashrei was instituted only for this verse. This verse, which is Poteach Yadecha, is the reason why Chazal put that whole chapter in the in the davening, in the morning prayers, and in Mincha. And you have to concentrate on that word because everything is dependent on that. The bracha to come down is on this pasuk. Okay? So he says, Let bracha now come to all the worlds. Originally, he said the mitzvah arouses all the worlds to come back to Hashem. This stage is now, if now, commensurate to how much the world is coming back to Hashem, that should determine how much shefa is coming to the whole world also. Shefa to the whole world is dependent on how much people care about doing mitzvot. Okay, that's the whole thing. Geshem, for example, Gemara says that rain only descends in the merit of the tzaddikim. Rain, you know, for rain to come down, rain, I just saw recently, rainwater, what's the difference between rainwater and then irrigation? Where you take water from like a lake and you, you have pipelines to just irrigate the, the field. Why is there an advantage of rainwater over irrigation? It's the same water. It's not the same water. What's rainwater? Something amazing. Rainwater, how it's explained, is what's called condensation. The sun heats up the sea, the ocean. So filtered water goes up because the vapors is not taking up with it all the salt and all the garbage in the sea. Only the pure water is being vaporized at that temperature with the sun heating it up. It's called condensation. It goes up, 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 up until it reaches the point. And then it creates the clouds. That's why the clouds are only at a certain levels. You have first clouds, second clouds. If you, when you're on a plane, you see there's level of clouds, but there's a point where there's no clouds. Sometimes the, the plane flies over all the clouds. You're above the clouds or in the clouds or under the clouds. And there's levels in between clouds, but there's a point where there's no more because the cold, it's too cold, doesn't allow for there to be clouds to contain water. It's already frozen, okay? So that's the level of the clouds. There's something called this in, in the Gemara, Chagiga, page 12b, talks about what's called seven rekiim. Yeah, seven, seven rekiim. Seven heavens, seven firmaments. Okay, the first one is called Vilon. Vilon is where you see the sun rising and the sun setting. That's like the air, the air atmosphere that we see in this earth, that's called Vilon. It's like a drape. Above that is called Rakia. Rakia is where the sun is, the moon, the stars, okay? Above that is what's called Shechakim. Shechakim. Gemara says that's where the mana is ground. Okay. It grinds the mana, the spiritual food for the tzaddikim, for the future world, okay? So they, they, they want to say, rabbinical scientists, scientists, they're saying that it's very possible when they have asteroids up there in space, it's in the domain of Shachak, which is above this. They have never even reached our domain. Asteroids were above, and they smash into each other. And from the smashing comes particles that go down, down, down into the Rakia, from the Shachakim into the Rakia. And from the Rakia, they descend down to the Vilo, into this world, so that when you have the clouds with the condensation of the water from the earth, it's mixed in with particles from the asteroids that come in and the spe specific nutrients that are in what's in the asteroids go into the water quality of the rain. So when the rainwater is coming down, it's not just regular water. It has also another physical content from the asteroids in it, okay? So now that's on a physical level. level. Spiritually, the same thing. The Shachakim 
is where the mana is ground. And since the Gemara says two things about tzaddikim, the Gemara says that rain descends only in the merit of the tzaddikim. And plus, shechakim is where mana is ground for the tzaddikim latid lavo. So the tzaddikim earn what's in shachak, and the geshem also is from the tzaddikim. So one plus one, make the equation, the rain that comes from the tzaddikim, because it has a quality of the shachakim, the mana that's in the shachakim, the spiritual food is mixed into the rain that causes the bracha. So rain is not just a physical bracha. Like people ask, you know, in Yerushalayim, we, 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 in Eretz Yisrael, we need rain. So fine, okay, it finally rains in Yerushalayim. Where does all the rainwater go? It goes into the sewers, back out. Where you know, I we need rain where there's fields and crops and everything. But why do we need rain in Yerushalayim, for example? Yerushalayim is like a downtown city. Yerushalayim is like a, a metropolis or Tel Aviv. Okay, you don't have trees and fruit growing here. The rain it makes more sense. It should be in the Galil up north. When we say the rain in Eretz Yisrael, okay, let it be in other places. But why do I care that rain falls in Yerushalayim? No, we do want rain in Yerushalayim. Even though it goes to waste, it goes into the sewage, it goes back out. What do I gain from the rain? Ah, the spiritual energy that comes in the rain from the shachak, the merit of the tzaddikim, which is their mana, goes into the rainwater, comes down, and like it says, you have bracha in your pockets now, there's bracha in the, in the, in the keys, there's bracha in the hell, and that's the bracha coming down. Okay? Yeah. Huh? That's the word geshem, no? Geshem means? Gashmir. Here, though, also the spiritual benefit right. from the ground. Oh, that's the Kiddush also. Right? That's mine. It's fill our hands from your blessings. That's mine. Okay? And also, male. Uh, from the treasury of matenat of the gifts yadecha. The hands that's also mine. Mem yud mem 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 yud mem yud mem. Right. So water is the is the idea of shefa coming down, but it's not just physical water. It's spiritual. What is water also? Not. The world will be filled with that, like as the the sea covers the earth, the 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 the, the globe. It's it's one level, but the depth is very deep. That's why it's, it's compared to what the sea. Why is that compared to the sea? The surface level, like you, you see a chumash. A child sees the words in the chumash. Uh, an adult sees the words in the chumash. A talmud chacham sees the words in the chumash. A gadol ador sees the words in the chumash. They all see the same letters. Okay. But the depth behind the letters, it differentiates between a child, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 20-year-old, what they see behind the letters. They all see... Fine, we all see those letters, great. But the depth behind the letters, it depends on the person's level of depth of the dot. That's why water and dot are synonymous, okay? So dot and, and water, which is the main shefa that comes down, okay, they're, they're synonymous. So now we're going back here. So first of all, blessed says, let her come down bracha. Open the doors, Hashem. Let there be initiation for blessing to come down. That's according to your ratzon now. Okay, but at first, is the first stage. Second stage, now that the bracha comes down, what am I going to shape it into? Please, Hashem, 
let your, your Hashem right hand, which is the hand of Chesed, of kindness, let your right hand support me. I'm going to need this Tisadein, sorry, satiate me. Let your right hand of Chesed be as Sa'ad, this Od, I should, should, should also, you know, Sa'ad be a, it's a support, really. Sa'ad is a support. Seuda, the reason why a meal is called a Seuda, because it gives you support. You eat the meal, your body now support to, to run on that fuel for the next uh, several hours. Tisadein, Sa'ad, and help me from heaven. Okay, so Hashem, let your right hand be a support for me, so that I should ask for the right thing. And help me from above. What's the help from above? Put in my heart. This is the help. Hashem, I need help not to forget what to ask for. To ask for the main thing. Not to be stupid. I think the guy, the analogy given by, uh, I heard recently from, uh, what's his name? Yaakov Klein. That they gave a person a one hour shopping spree in Macy's, downtown New York. You have one hour? Take whatever you want. We give you one hour. So instead of running for the jewelry, he says, ah, going for the sneakers and this, and he gets caught up with all these tiny things, and the hour's up, and he didn't have a chance even to get to the jewelry. He wanted to get to the big stuff. He didn't get to the big stuff, right? So people are stupid, stupid in that. They're clogged, they forget the goal. Ask for the big stuff. In 200, the famous expression of the Gemara, in 200 is 100. Aim, aim high. What's aiming high? Bikatasech. So he's saying, Hashem, Rav Nosson saying in the prayer, Hashem, let your right hand be a support for me and help me from heaven because I know alone I'm going to forget about this. I'm going to forget the what? What is the assistance I'm asking for? Put in my heart what? The following. That I should direct. Again, we said this in the last Pasuk. Mikdash Hashem. In other words, your hands. If you activated the hands, direct them for what? The sanctuary which you said is the da'at. That's what you're saying. That I should direct, number one, my heart. Number two, my da'at, tati. Number three, my ratzon. I should direct my heart, my da'at, and my ratzon. Three separate things. The, the heart is like the lev, the place of the, of the emotion, of being understanding. Okay. That is in the brain, the mind, into the knowledge. And then together, there's the ratzon, the yearning. Ratzon, there's no place. It's crazy, huh? Ratzon, you can't say the place of ratzon desires in the heart. The lev is the place of understanding. Ratzon is basically idea of the entire body, the whole blood. Okay? The nefesh is considered the blood. The nefesh is the dumb. And nafshi nichsefa vegam kalta nafshi. Rabbi Nachman brings this pasuk many times on the Kutimran. That the nefesh is associated with the yearning. Nichsefa vegam kalta nafshi. That my nefesh is what yearns. The yearning is from the nefesh. And what's the nefesh? The lower soul. That's the blood. Ki adam wa nefesh. Blood and, uh, and the nefesh are synonymous. And nefesh is the retzonot. Okay, so the whole being of a person with this blood in every part of his body, that's what flames the ratzon of a person. Can you believe that? 
Shem, I want. I know I'm far. I've blemished my brain. I've blemished my heart. I've tainted my heart with evil and my brain. I've dented so badly my emuna and my Shemayim. What do I have left? I have my Ratzon. Okay? So he's saying here, all three have to come. Hashem, I'm asking to get all three in play for the following. Number one, the Lev. That's the seed of the emotions, yes. The seed of, of Bina. The Da'at, the brain. And the Ratzon, my whole body, all the blood, which is connecting everything together. For what? The following. The drop on if now the hands are opened, the hands open, what do I request? And one request, give me the blessing of intellect, because that includes everything. He says, Rabbi Nachman in Chaim Oran, he said this before he passed away in Uman, when he was in Uman already. He said that when Hashem opens up a person's mind and he sees the meaning behind everything in life, that's the greatest consolation. When you know what's happening to you, when you have the depth of eyes to see what's behind the scenes, that's the greatest grip. You can handle anything in life. When Hashem is good to you and you have that and awareness of the deeper meaning behind everything you're going through in life, that's the greatest gift. You can handle anything. You can take any pain, any challenge because you know what it's for, the purpose. We don't have that. So we have to work with the emunah in the meantime until we reach a level of sechah where we can see like the tzaddiki, they see clearly what's happening, but because they went through such challenges, they worked on themselves, etc., etc., right? But he says, Rabbi Nachman, the goal of sechah is to be able to see what's happening. So Nosen says on these ideas, there's what's called bikat sechah, okay? And there's what's coming up at the end of the lesson, which was mentioned at the very beginning, the or and sof. These are two levels of awareness. Birkat HaSechel is the bracha of the intellect. What do you mean the bracha of the intellect? That your mind now has a capacity to be a vessel to receive within it the infinite light. What is that Birkat HaSechel? It's the development of the intellect towards Hashem. How do you do that? That's Torah. Torah, the wisdom of the Torah, is basically the key for the Birkat HaSechel, the blessing of the intellect. So that... Hashem eventually, when he shines into the infinite light, it uses the, the sechel of the Torah. It's like Rav Nosen says this on the idea of the Pasuk in Tehillim, Zikan Aharon, Shiored Alpi Midotav, that the anointing oil was poured over the head of Aaron Akohen and it dripped on the beard. And there was a whole thing in the Midrash that two drops remained stuck on his beard. Every because when when they when when Moshe when, when he poured over the anointing oil over uh, oil over Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, Aaron's head, so the oil went down down down. It was dripping. What is it drip on the beard? The beard is the bottom of the head. So it was dripping dripping, and two drops remained stuck on the beard, and it was shining and it gave it gave Aaron a different appearance. And they were worried. They said they, they took it as a bad sign. And Hashem said it's a good sign. Nosson explains. The shemen on the anointing oil is called shemen bishchat kodesh. That's the oil which shines the orange soft, infinite light. And then shiored al zakan aron, shiored al pi midotav. So it says, Rambam explains that the zakan of the, the beard, the holy beard, has what's called the thirteen rectifications. You heard this before? Pesar tikune dikna. We read this passage from the Zohar at Tashlich. You look in the Machzor Rosh Hashanah. In Tashlich, there's a passage which connects the 13 parts of what's called the, the beard. And we're talking about the, not only just a physical beard, 
It's called the supernal beard, the beard in, in the spiritual term. And there's 13 parts of the beard corresponding to the 13 attributes of mercy. Corresponding to what? The Yudgimon Midot Torah Midreshet The 13 laws of exegesis. There's 13 rules how to learn our halacha from the Torah. All 13 rules, right? They're all, the Zorah says, they're all connected. The 13 attributes of mercy, the 13 laws of exegesis, and the, the, the 13 tikkunim of the beard are all connected, but they're levels. Levels of what? From where the initiation of the Shem and HaMishcha, which shines the infinite light, comes down to, it comes to the Ashered al-Pimidotav, the final spitz on the bottom of these three is the beard, which corresponds to the 13 levels of the exegesis. In other words, how the Torah is elaborated is through the initiation of the Shem and Amishra, meaning Torah study is needed. Is it the goal? No, it's not the goal. The goal of the Torah study that you learn is to be a basis for the infinite light to shine into you and you can properly understand and see the infinite light through the through the, the vehicle of the 13 laws of exegesis. In other words, use the Torah as the key for the infinite light shining into you, okay? That, with Muslims, this is I'm asking Hashem for that I should be a clee ready to receive the light of the infinite light so when it shines in, everything's opened up to me. I see the whole world, the Torah, but from the viewpoint of the infinite light shining into me, I see clarity. So that means this can only happen if a person learns Torah. Someone now, you have these people who are very spiritual and they get a divine light and they begin to interpret things and say things. And a funny guy, he was like half drunk and on drugs and smoking at the Kotel. So he came up to me. Well, I was, I was waiting outside for somebody at the Kotel this week. He came up to me. And he opens to him and he says, look, dear, look at this. And like he's smoking and he sees that he's not 100%. And he showed, he showed me something amazing. He showed me that every, there's one chapter in Tehillim, that every second verse begins with another letter of the Aleph Bet. So the first verse began with Aleph. Second verse, no. Third, Bet. Fourth verse, nothing. Fifth verse, Gimel. And we're like, the whole Aleph Bet, skipping verses. He said, wow, it's amazing. But then he went off. <laughs> What's the idea? People to give, you know, you have many people like that. They're very spiritual. You know, God spoke to me, and I have Ramazim, and I have these, and they, people are very, very spiritual. But if they don't have Torah in their pockets, so there's room for misinterpretation. Birkat HaSachel is where this bracha in your capacity for Torah study. What does that mean? It means that, or when you learn Torah, you grab fast, you learn a little, and your mind opens up to understand many other things. Is Rabbi Nachman says is what's called Shefai Loki. He says in lesson 21. There's an infinite kind of Ubani prerequisites. However, you need to learn basic Torah. In order for that to happen, there has to be basics in the Torah. It has to learn Torah. So Birkat HaSechel is the vessel for the infinite to come to shine in. You need the Birkat HaSechel. Okay, so going back. Let me direct my heart, my da'at, to draw upon myself the brikata sechel from you, Hashem, it's, it's not, as opposed to what? As opposed to asking for the Rolls Royce and the nice retreat in, in, in Fort Lauderdale and the nice uh, the house uh, retreat house in Maui 
and the nice vacations and the nice Lamborghini and the nice this and that. And be smart. Don't be stupid. Ask for the roots. Berkat HaSechem. Shetashpia alai kedushatecha. Look at this. Utechoneini meitecha de'a bina v'askem. That Hashem, I'm asking, in other words, that you should pour onto me, shefa of abundance onto me, of your holiness. What is Kadosh? Kadosh is only one thing. Like we saw in the verse, what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, anybody who has da'at, anyone who has da'at, it's considered as if the Beit HaMikdash was built in his days. The Gemara makes a correlation between da'at and the Mikdash. First of all, the, the proof to do that, as they say, because this word, that, has Hashem's name before and after, el deot Hashem, and then, pa'alta Hashem, mikdash Hashem, yav Hashem, and then, mikdash ado, alav dalad nun yud, have two names, we pronounce them both, ado, but one is written, alav dalad nun yud, adni, and one is written, yud kevavke. And the Gemara says, just like mikdash is between two names of Hashem, and da'at is between two names of Hashem, it shows you a correlation between them. Whoever has that, it's as if the Beit HaMikdash was built in his, in his time. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means that true that is being able to join the spiritual of the mundane. That's the goal. The goal of our, of our life here is to see Hashem everywhere. When you're going shopping and you're going to, on the street and you're, going, and you're in the bus and everything, and you're, you're living a physical existence, but you see Hashem. That's the goal. That's how tzaddikim have eyes. They, they don't just see a nice building and a nice garbage can and, and people and a, and a baby carriage. They see the spiritual dimension. Ibn Nachman once said about himself, if you can only hear the prayers of the grass reeds and how all the grasses, he was once in the field outside of Breslau with his chassidim. He came back from Lemberg, he was very sick with tuberculosis and he needed to go out to walk for fresh air re regularly. So he would, Rabbosan said they would go out after davening in the morning, to go to the outskirts of Breslov, even till today, there's beautiful greenery and grass and everything in that area, right? So we'd go out, and once Rabbi Nachman told him, I, if you can see what I can see, how all the grasses are trying to meld into your prayers. They wanted daven mincha at the time. There was a time that they were, they want, they, it was already in afternoon, and they wanted daven mincha. So they daven mincha there. And Rabbi Nachman says, if you only could see what I saw, all the grasses are trying to join in in your davening. He was able to see that. Okay? Those are eyes of tzaddikim. That's a high level. But at least something from that. I should have something like that. I should see the Ramazim that Hashem is sending me and see the, the signs of Hashem. That's Birkata Secha. Okay? So that is Mikdash. Da'at joins two opposites. Da'at is Havdalah Minay. Da'at is able to take two opposites and join them together. That's what that is, by the way. And also the Mikdash took the physical world and the Beit HaMikdash, the sacrifices in the Beit HaMikdash made the physical world the key for the spiritual. So it's a joining of two. Okay? So he's saying here, Bring upon me, Hashem, your Kedusha. What is Kedusha? That's this that. What is he saying? He's saying, explaining, what is Kedusha Techa? And please, let me find favor, charm, chen, in your eyes, give me charm in your eyes, give me chen from you, and 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 as, and and from this chen, let me be able to receive from you what's called de'a bina v'haskel. bina and sechel. Sechel, Rashi explains in the Chumash by Betzalel, 
אומר לך, הסכר זה הידיע ברוח הקודש. My inspiration. We see the godliness in everything. That's what Rav Nossin said. That's what you have to ask for. You're asking Hashem of a bracha, don't go to the guy in Macy's in one hour and, and waste your time. Go after the big thing. Go after the big, the, what's the big thing, the sechel? Bat Hashem. Okay, and then he goes on Rav Nossin. He says, Amy, that's one thing. That's for the positive. Now, how about all the garbage stuck in my head? All the foreign ideologies that are now just rotting in my head. What about that? And let me merit to, to kick out, to kick out and nullify, okay, from me, all types of stupidities, shtutim, narshkites, and confusions, ibulim, and the mixing up, irbuvadat, and mixing up of my mind, okay? The Rav Nossin asked for this afterwards. You, you would have thought, Rav Nossin, first in your prayer, mentioned this point of kicking out the bad. Why do you mention Rav Nossin, Hashem, bring in the good? And then he mentions, Unbelievable. Rav Nossin is showing here something that Rav Nachman mentions in Sichot Haran. Rav Nachman once told a follower who was complaining how he's so blemished and so far. And, and, the, and Rav Nachman told the person, just do good. And it's in the Pasuk. So Rav Nachman, the, the verse translates, so turn away from doing bad. Turn away from evil and do good. So Rimachman interpreted the Seifa first as leading to the Reisha. The end of the verse is what leads to the beginning of the verse. So Rimachman said, by doing Asetov, by doing Asetov, the bad will fall by itself. You hear that? Crazy. You would think, okay, 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 you know, the, you would think, first you have to get rid of the bad, and then you have room for the good. But sometimes... The bad is too severe and you need some, an access to a higher level of good to kick out the bad. So what do you do? Be involved. Do a lot of good to reach a point where there's so much good now and it pushes out, it kicks out the bad. There's also this thing that you know you're trying to do good but you have something that's like someone goes to the mikveh and he's holding like a rat while he's going to the mikveh. Does it help? Does it help him going into the mikveh He's holding like a, an impure animal. That's an expression. You're going to the mikveh and you're holding a sheretz biado. So what does it help? So Rabbi Nachman teaches that could be the case. But if now you're so stuck with a sheretz, it's a part of you, it won't help. So what do you do? You have to keep on doing good until the good reaches a point where the good is strong and it says to the evil, okay, adkan, until this point. That's it. You have up to this point. We don't want you anymore. We're now able to kick you out. The good is super strong now to kick out the bad. So that's, uh, that's Ramosin is hinting to this approach. He first asked Hashem, you would think, Ramosin, first in the prayer, request to get rid of the bad. He says, no. He first asked for the good because in this case, when you have Brikata Sechel, it's Kedusha, it kicks out the bad. It kicks out the bad. You want to get rid of the bad? I don't know what to do. I can't kick it out. It's too overwhelming. So what to do? You have to go to a higher level of good. That's the idea of Brikat HaSechel, the Kedusha. Let it become a part of you. And this will now give you the strength 
to kick out that which you don't want inside of you. Okay, so that's what Rosen at this point is saying, please let me merit now that I have merited the Birkat HaSechem, this Kedusha, this high level of holiness, which is Dea, Bina, Haskel, Kedusha, Birkat HaSechem. Now I have the ability to ask the next request because I have a strength now. I have a force of holiness within me that can help me to overcome the bad. And that's, that's why that's Rosen said at this point is asking, let me merit to kick out, to you know, to exile and nullify from me all types of stupidities, all types of confusions, and irbuvadat craziness of the mind. Explain. Rather. I should just merit in your abundant compassion and in your awesome kindness, Hashem, to Sechel HaKadosh, to this holy intellect. Okay? He rechanged the wording. Initially it was Birkat HaSechel, and I should have the Sechel HaKadosh, and that Shalem, and complete that of holiness, according to your goodwill. So you see, Rav Nosen here, again, is this, is this point is so phenomenal. When you feel overwhelmed by the bad and you can't do it anymore, so what you need is to bring in a good, a higher influx of good, and the higher influx of good will give you now good footing, good balancing now to deal with the bad. Okay, when now you're at a higher footage, a higher positioning, you're able now to deal with the bad. But I can't now; I have too much overwhelming bad. This is what Rabbi Nachman told to his follower: Do good. And sumerah, and then you'll be able to sumerah to turn away from evil. In the meantime, you feel stuck of the evil. So what to do? What to do is be busy now of doing good, 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 and don't pay attention. But look at you. You do all these crazy things. You have all this impurity. And don't say, well, I, so I should do the good, because what does it help? Don't say that. Be involved in doing the good, asetov, and this helps you to do the sumerah. Here also, when I want pure intellect, and I know that my brain has been fried from all the garbage, all the schmutz, all the videos, all the chasashana, pornography, whatever person put in his head, in his eyes, in his brain, in his neshama. All that garbage is there. It's impression, right? So what to do? What to do? So I'm asking Hashem, bring in Sechel Kadosh. Let me do mitzvot besimcha. Whatever I can do, to do mitzvah. This attitude of, you know, it doesn't help doing good because you're so impure. It won't help. That attitude doesn't work anymore today. Because if, if you use that attitude, 99.9% .9 of the world is finished. <laughs> if you use the attitude today, then what does it help doing good? You're so perverted. You're so messed up. What does it help doing good? Your good doesn't make a change. If if we were to think like that and use that valid that validation, which does appear in all texts, we would be finished by now. We would be finished right now. That's not the attitude. Rabbi Nachman says today it's surmera, and then through asetov. The surmera comes by getting people, educating people to do good, do good even if it's a little bit, but be consistent. And it reaches a point where it reaches a level where now it can overcome the bad which is within you. Right. So this is this point. We'll continue hopefully. Next uh, class on the next section of the This prayer was beautiful. It's only like three paragraphs in this little paragraph here, but it says everything. The person should aim for the dot.
and, 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 and not to aim for things underneath it. The next section is going to say, but that is not enough. <laughs> There's something above that, and that's called emuna. Unbelievable. We didn't get to that yet. At this point of the lesson is brikata sechel instead of what? Instead of asking for mundane things. Be smart. If Hashem opens the doors for you, don't ask and have an ice cream a Sunday. Ask for big stuff. Go for the big thing, the big jumbo, which is what? The Sechel Kadosh. Understand Hashem. Because again, Prikavot and Gemar Nadarim, Im Dat Kanita Machasarta. If now you've acquired that knowledge, what are you lacking? Im Dat Chasarta Makanita. You're lacking that. What do you have? You have nothing. So the person who's wise will aim for the intellect automatically with everything else. What do you want? I'll give you your wish. He said, What? I want to know you. I want all this. Okay, Shkoyach and Visit Hashem. We should have good things happen in life. Mm -hmm. Shkoyach.